You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. It has been exactly one week since we all woke up the morning after the 2023 NBA draft lottery. And so we've had time to assess, we've had time to look within, we've had time to, you know, talk ourselves into other scenarios and, ah, you know, Wimby's not going to be that good anyway, so, like, he's going to be injury prone. We've had a full week of that, so here I am, your host, Joshua Balta, just going to, uh, you know, try to sift through the muck, uh, a mere seven days later. And I'm not going to lie to you, and I, I think many of you out there felt the same way. Man, I woke up last Wednesday absolutely sick to my stomach because you just look at the history of this franchise, and ESPN put out that stupid, dumb graphic. I hate it so much. Because it's just too true. A lot of times we don't like jokes because there's a little truth to it, right? Like when people get offended by a joke, someone's, you know, ripping you on or whatever. They're bagging on you. And sometimes we don't like it because there's a little truth to it, right? And that's what it felt like was going on at ESPN. The Charlotte Hornets have had the number two overall pick numerous times now. I believe this will be the fourth time in franchise history. And the prior three number two overall selections, the Charlotte Hornets just barely missed out on Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard, and... Anthony Davis. Now, that was the Charlotte Bobcats, of course. But you still get the gist. Charlotte, this team, this franchise in Charlotte that we support, has missed out on three of the best bigs in NBA history. I mean... You go back to the all, you know, NBA 75 team, right? For the 75th NBA anniversary. Anthony Davis was on there. Shaq was definitely on there. A top 10 all-time great in the league. And then Dwight Howard was quite arguably the biggest snub on that list. Or on the list of those who did not make it. Many people were arguing that Dwight Howard should have made that list, that he should have, that Damian Lillard had no business being on that list when they, when Dwight Howard did not make it himself. And so you're talking about all-time greats in the league, some of the best that have ever played the game, and that's who the Charlotte Hornets have missed out on just barely whenever they are awarded the number two overall selection. And here we go again. This is one of those things, again, to where prior, yeah, you're missing out on those guys in Shaq, clear. Dwight was clear. Anthony Davis was clear. You have what people are calling 
the best prospect since LeBron James. I mean, a top two player in NBA history. And so if Victor Wimbanyama reaches that platform, I mean, he's going to be in rare air with the current owner of the Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan, obviously, and LeBron James. Now, do I think that he'll reach that? I think those are lofty expectations. I mean, there's a reason why there's only ever been two people to play the game of basketball, and they are, without a doubt, I mean, some people would doubt it, I guess. Some people have LeBron fifth or sixth or seventh or whatever, but the majority of people have Michael Jordan and LeBron James as the two greatest basketball players of all time. And now we got Victor Wimbanyama coming in, and they're saying that's his ceiling. Now, is he going to play the same way? Is he going to play the exact same style of basketball? No, because LeBron doesn't play the exact you know, same style of basketball as Michael Jordan did. But that level of greatness. And so when you just, in the moment, yeah, the Charlotte Hornets moved up in what many are calling one of the best drafts here in recent years, they moved up to the number two overall pick. That should have been something that everybody was celebrating, right? We got a top two pick in a loaded draft. Here we are. We're ready to go. But I could not help myself the next morning just feeling absolutely nauseated on what the Charlotte Hornets could have landed in Victor Wimbanyama. And I, now it's been a week. Feeling better. It's okay. Especially feeling a lot better after listening to Zach Lowe's podcast. And he actually details. It wasn't between San Antonio and Charlotte for the number one pick. So what they do is they pick in reverse. You know, when we're watching the odds come out, we see 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, we see the results coming coming out in that fashion. So actually, in the lottery room, they do number one first. And so the way that it came out, it was actually between San Antonio and Washington. So if you're Washington this morning, you should still be sick. If you're Washington next Wednesday, you should still be sick. If you are a supporter of the Washington Wizards, if you are in that front office – if you play for the Wizards, if you've ever played for the Wizards, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C. before, you should feel sick for the next 20 years that it was between you and the San Antonio Spurs, essentially, for that number one overall pick. I mean, there's not – a lot of times people talk about which NBA franchise is just in the gutter the most, which – NBA franchise is stuck in mediocrity. And there's not a team that I can name that's stuck more so than the Washington Wizards. There's just not. They have some good players. Brad Beal, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma. But they're talking about Kyle Kuzma getting 25 mil plus a year. And, I mean, there's people in Charlotte that are upset that P.J. might get 18 Guys, that place is stuck. And so if you are 
if you know somebody who's a Washington Wizards fan, reach out to them. I think you should step back from that ledge, my friend. You got to reach out. You got to give them a call because that was sickening. It actually did not come down between us and the Spurs. We just won the second overall pick. When the numbers came out, when the uh, combinations all fell out, the ping pong balls fell as they may. The Charlotte Hornets won the second overall pick, but we actually did not have any odds at landing the first overall pick the way the lottery balls fell. So that should help us feel a little bit better. And then also, we're going to get a really good player. And I know the morning after that night of, I felt sick. I, it was just, Typical Charlotte fashion. Miss out on a can't-miss prospect. Just to land the next pick and, you know, possibly miss entirely in this draft. Now, not many, there aren't many people who are out there saying Scoot Henderson's going to be a bust. There aren't many people out there saying Brandon Miller's going to be a bust. Not it's not going to be like that, hopefully, right? But if you've been following this franchise for as long as I have and for as long as many of you have as well, you know that that's going to be in the back of our minds. We are going to have to see production out the gate, which is another thing. Whomever the Charlotte Hornets draft, Unless there are roster moves made, they will be coming off the bench. You need to ready yourselves. And I know a lot of people don't like hearing that. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But unless Terry Rozier is moved and the Charlotte Hornets do in select Scoot Henderson, number two overall, Terry Rozier is going to start because day one, he is going to be the better player. And I know people don't want to hear that. I know people... They see Scoot, and they're like, no, Scoot's better. We've been dealing with Terry. We've watched Terry. We know what we have in Terry. And I get that. And you may not like what I'm saying right now, but it's the truth. Day one, Terry Rozier is still going to be a better NBA player than Scoot Henderson. And that's just how it falls. You may be vehemently disagreeing with me currently, but it doesn't matter. I want the Charlotte – let me state this. I want the Hornets to move Terry Rozier if Scoot Henderson is the pick because I think that Terry Rozier, for, for a multitude of reasons, I want Scoot to assert himself as a leader on this team, as you know, the second option on this team, possibly even the first option on this team. I want him to come in, and I want him to have all of the freedom to – grow into his NBA career. Another reason, Terry Rozier offers our greatest trade value on the open market of players that we are willing to move off of. Terry Rozier is going to garner your best return. And so that's another reason 
that the Charlotte Hornets need to move off of Terry Rozier because you can get good assets in return while having his replacement already taken care of. But if the Charlotte Hornets do not make that move, if they say, you know, we believe in Terry. That's why we gave him a four-year deal. He still has three years remaining. It's not a bad contract. He's going to make 24 mil. Um, he would be the best six man in the league right now. That's what a lot of other teams are thinking too. Now, whether I think that he's the absolute best six man, I don't know if he'd be the best six man, but he'd be in a rare category of the five best, right? And that's what his value would be on a championship contending team. That would be what his value would be on a playoff uh, team around the league. That's why there's been a lot of talks about Terry Rozier trades in recent years because Terry offers that value coming off the bench for these teams looking to make a run deep into the postseason. But prepare yourselves. If the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller with the number two overall pick, Brandon Miller is not going to start day one because if the reports are true which I have no reason to believe that they're not I mean Mitch Kupchak basically told us this on exit interview day the Charlotte Hornets are most likely bringing back Miles Bridges Miles Bridges is going to be better day one than Brandon Miller a lot of people are like well duh for sure but hopefully, if Brandon Miller reaches his peak and he is on that trajectory towards becoming and meeting his NBA ceiling, which you have people out there saying, you know, he could be a Paul George type player. Is he going to be there year one? Hell no. Not even close. But if he starts on that trajectory and he comes into this league and you want to see him have the ability to become that at a later time, later on in his career, then he needs to be really good out the gate as well. I mean, number two overall pick in a loaded draft, these guys should be able to come in immediately and produce. They're not going to start here, though, in Charlotte. Neither one of these guys, unless there are roster moves made. Miles Bridges is brought back. If P.J. Washington is brought back, as I expect he will be and as I believe he should be, Brandon Miller's not going to start over P.J. P.J. Washington is going to be the better NBA player day one. Now, as the season progresses, maybe he can overtake a Miles Bridges. Maybe Brandon Miller could overtake P.J. Washington in that starting lineup. Maybe. We'll see. I think that that's probably more a year two thing. But we saw this semi-play out with Mark Williams. Mark Williams was not NBA ready, but by the time he hit the middle of the season, by the time the calendar flipped to 2023, Mark Williams was ready to go, and he could offer us things that no other center on this roster could offer. Switchability on the perimeter, true rim protection, and a little bit of game stepping out 15 feet from the basket. We don't have that in anybody else. Now, we, I know... Some some people may be, you know, bringing up Nick Richards three in their head and, you know, different things like that. But Mark Williams 
has a repertoire, you may say, of uh, you know, skills and attributes that obviously Mason Plumley did not have, and that Nick Richards still does not have himself either. But it worked out. And so prepare yourselves, no matter who we go with. Now, everybody's getting tired. We still have nearly a month. Today is Wednesday, May the 24th. The NBA draft is uh, June the 22nd. So we have right at a month remaining. And I feel like in the one week that has passed, we have absolutely ran the Scoot versus Brandon Miller talking point into the ground. Which one? The debate between Scoot and Miller. I mean, I've been a part of it from Hornets lead. We've already asked, we've asked three questions. We've gone back to back to back. Convince me of Brandon Miller. Convince me of, uh, to that Charlotte Hornets should draft Scoot. And then Let's look at it from a from a Charlotte Hornets perspective. Who's who's going to sell more season tickets, Scoot or Brandon Miller? And so I've seen your replies. It seems that the fan base is heavily leaning Scoot. Uh, want that Lamelo insurance? Should Lamelo uh, become injury prone or just be injury prone? I don't really think that's going to be the case. He was never injury prone in in high school and in his overseas career uh, leading up to his NBA career. It just last season was was tough all around. Hopefully that's not what he becomes is an injury prone star. But in case he does, you have LaMelo insurance. You have a guy who can – Pair with him at the two, can move to the one, and LaMelo can play off ball, and he can spot up shoot, and he can create, and he can catch, uh, you know, and look to attack and pass off the catch. It it will work. I'm not worried about a Scoot LaMelo backcourt whatsoever. I'm just not. And so I'm Team Scoot. want to make that uh, my declaration, my official declaration on this pod. This is a Scoot Henderson podcast. And so the only thing that's helping me be okay with missing out on Victor Wimbanyama at number one is I have been on the I want top two pick and nothing else train for a long time now. I wanted Victor and the consolation prize, Scoot Henderson, if we landed the number two overall pick. And we actually did that. And so for me to gripe, for me to still be sick about it, for me to, you know, be upset that the Charlotte Hornets just barely missed out on what everyone is saying, the best prospect that the NBA has ever seen coming into an NBA draft. Scoot Henderson is a hell of a prize. That's who I want. And the only thing that's going to, uh, at this point, now that I've had a week, I'm at... I was in the seventh level of hell, full of despair, uh, last Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning when I woke up. But now I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good to go. We're going to move forward with Scoot. The only thing that would crash that is if the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller at number two. And he's a good player. just don't want Brandon Miller. 
and I know he fits some needs. I know that uh, we need some wings. We need shooting. That just opens up the floor. It'll open up the floor for Mark Williams. It'll open up the floor for LaMelo. It'll open up the floor for P.J. Washington even and Miles Bridges if he should sign with the Charlotte Hornets. It will open and space up the floor uh, – space the floor better. I just don't think that he's going to be the impact player that Scoot Henderson's going to be. I just don't. Scoot, his mentality, how he wants to come in and, you know, he'd be a rookie, he'd be young, but he's got that leadership mentality. And we need that. We need some bets on this team. We also need some young guys to really take ownership and to really take the lead. And I, I see that with him. I don't really see that with Brandon Miller. Uh, when people start talking about the intangibles, the attributes off the floor, the just uh, the mentality and the outlook on the game, and everybody is in unison when they talk about Scoot Henderson's mind and the way that he approaches the game. You don't hear that with Brandon Miller. You hear he can shoot. You hear that he could, he can put the ball on the floor some. Uh, that he needs to grow into his body, that he can be a plus defender. And those are all good things, but I want some dudes on this team. We don't have any dudes. We we just don't have any dudes. We need some dudes. And so give me Scoot Henderson. I'm, I'm team Scoot all the way. Um, Brandon Miller will be a fine player, I'm sure. Uh, Scoot Henderson. Give us Scoot Henderson. We're going to have a lot of guests coming on the on the pod over the summer. Have a lot of uh, NBA draft guys lined up. Have a, uh, some Hornets fans that are going to give their perspective. That are going to you know talk about some of their experiences in and around the team. Uh, just got a lot of great basketball minds that are going to be joining the pod. Be sure to stay with us. Got a lot of content coming your way. Let us know. Let us know what you think about the pod. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, leave those. You guys know how to do all of that. Until next time, thanks for listening to Hive Hoops. Adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops.